Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is your favorite curly redhead, Mama D, with another episode of Ripples of Healing. Guys, I'm excited as I am all the time that I'm here with you guys about what God is doing and the journey of healing that we're going on. My prayer today is that there might be a praise report somewhere that something that you heard on one of my episodes changed something in your life. That is my prayer. And as always, we're going to start off in prayer. So here we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as I come humbly and boldly to that throne of grace, Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, Lord God. I thank you for breath in my lungs, Lord God, your breath. Father, I thank you that I'm able to see on my own, that I'm able to hear on my own, that I'm able to walk on my own, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you do the exceeding and the abundant above all that we can ask for, hope for, or pray for today, Lord God. Father, I ask you to bless those that are in the listening um, ears of this podcast, Lord God, wherever they at, Lord God. Father, I pray that if they're in the hospital, Lord God, you be in Jehovah Rapha, Lord God, that you will heal them. I pray, Lord God, if, if they're somewhere in a dark place, Lord God, that you will let yourself be real, Lord God, that Jesus is the light of this world and your light will shine in the hearts of men, Lord God. Father, as we go through our day, Lord God, whatever we might encounter, Father, Father, that might be hard for us. It's during the holidays right now, and some of us don't have really good memories of holidays, and there's people that we've lost during holidays, and there are lots of busy things that are going on in our holidays. But Lord, let us take the time to stop, to reflect on the goodness of you and, our, and your son, Jesus Christ, in our lives. Father, we may not have all that we want, but we have all that we need. For your grace is sufficient enough for us, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are our hope in this dark world. For it says in your word, for unto us a child is born, a savior is given. Yes, yes. So as we celebrate Christmas, let us remember that it is the birth of Jesus, the hope of the world. Lord, I thank you. I praise you, Lord God. I pray that whoever hears, Lord God, we're going on this healing journey together, Lord God, that you will continue to heal as only you can in your precious name, Lord God. Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. Today, the topic of this episode is called Identity Crisis. I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with an identity crisis. When I think of identity crisis, it defines as not knowing the origin. And as a child growing up with no father in my house, as a little girl, my identity was one-sided. And this made me angry and needy. Also, growing up with no father and an alcoholic grandfather, I did not know how to have healthy relationships or friendships with the opposite sex. I grew up with a home full of women for a long time, maybe questioned my own sexuality as I was growing up. 
women that were broken, women that were angry, women that were resentment, women that were hurt, deeply traumatized by the things that they had experienced in their lives, by the loves that they had lost in their lives. Deeply hurt. I grew up in that place. And so, of course, what else was I to inherit but the same trauma, the same hurt, the same brokenness. So I see how my father treated my mother. And it was very disrespectful how my mother was towards him out of her mouth. But my mother didn't know any different because she learned all that she learned from the people that she lived with. And that was my great grandmother, my great aunt, and her father, and her sister, and her brother. So, of course, brokenness handed down from generation to generation is where I'm speaking from. But because I was so disrespectful toward men because I didn't have anyone to truly look up to except for my alcoholic grandfather and he just cursed all the time and he was angry all the time. I grew up with a bit of hatred toward men. Um, And so I remember when I was in the fifth grade, I had a teacher, his name was Mr. Smith. And he and I just could not get along and my feelings toward him were so disrespectful. I mean, every time he spoke, I talked back and it wasn't even a nice way. I also remember one day he kept calling on me and I think he did it because he knew that it would bother me and he knew the person that I had become this angry fifth grader. It's only 10 years old. I literally picked up a chair that was connected to a desk that I had and threw it at this man. Oh my God, having an identity crisis because of my father's absence and because of my mother's feelings of anger, resentment, hurt all the time is where that anger had came from. And if I had to do it all over again, I would, I mean, if I had, if I knew where Mr. Smith was, I would actually apologize to him and um, ask him to forgive me because God wants us to forgive others and he wants us all to also to be forgiven. That is his word. He says, forgive others as I forgive you. That is part of the Our Father prayer. So I thank God that he gives us an opportunity to go and ask for forgiveness and to be forgiven. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. My father also was verbally and physically and emotionally abusive toward my mom. I only knew this because of the experience I had as a child. And if it was different, I didn't know. They're both dead and gone on to be with the Lord, I pray. I'm sure there are a lot of us who can relate to my story, who grew up like I did. I believe this is why I had so many broken and abusive relationships. Do you know that two broken people can't fix each other? And do you know that two people in a relationship who have experienced some kind of traumatic event or abandonment or trust issues or absence 
of parents, of love, of cannot have a healthy relationship. At least it wasn't for me. Growing up in Harlem during the 60s through the 80s, sadly, there were a lot of relationships like my parents. And unfortunately, for the children who were the products of these relationships, we got passed down generational brokenness. Y'all, as I read the story of Gomer in the Bible from the book of Hosea, I could relate 100% as I slept with men for money, for drugs, nothing I'm proud about. And because of God, my loving father, he forgave me and took the shame out of my life and restored me with his great big love for me. Guys, I've had two abortions by the age of 18 and two children by the age of 25. I was a mess. But how many of us know that God can take our mess and make it a message of hope and redemption and restoration and love? for ourselves as well as someone who is listening who don't know him. If he looked down from heaven and decided I was worth saving, loving, freeing, and knowing me, he could do the same for you. God is no respect of persons, which means he has love for all of us the same. Let him into your heart. All he wants to do is love on you because we are his and he's ours. It doesn't matter how, where, and who you were born to. Our loving father has a plan and a purpose for your lives. And you can read that very promise in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. Read it for yourself. Guys, as I... I have said before, this book, this Bible, is a love story of our Father's incredible, unfailing, restoring, and redeeming love as he continues to woo us back to him over and over again. I know you've heard the term that God is married to the backsliders. Well, baby, we have had a wonderful relationship between him and I because he's married to the backsliders. So don't For the many times that I tried to do things in my own um, way or my own thoughts or my own perspective, I failed over and over again miserably. But how many of us know that when God fixes, when God restores, when God heals, he does it completely. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Guys, God doesn't leave us. We leave him. And as a, as a good father, he patiently awaits with open arms for us to return to him. He gives us a free will to choose for ourselves. And if or when we mess up, he comes in and breaks through our hardened hearts and our tough and nasty personas and begin to heal us from the inside out if we let him. Because he loves us. Y'all, simply, God is love. And because he created us, he did, he did it out of love. So let us return to the lover of our souls, the lifter of our heads, the healer of our bodies and our hearts, the restorer of our broken lives, God the Father, so that our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren for generations to come 
or have the chains of addiction, brokenness, and destructive behavior broken in their lives so that they too can be healed and made whole to live good lives and receive the blessings God the Father have for us and for them. Just the simple act of surrendering your pain to him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. How wonderful is that? That is another promise that he gives us, that he gave his Son to die for our sins, to die for our filthy lives, to clean it up. He takes that mess, you know, he but takes it, brings his hand down from heaven and he goes into the gutters of our lives and he picks us up and he cleans us off and he makes us new in him so we can live better lives, so we can do greater things in our lives. So we can be made whole. And that's what this journey is all about, being made whole. I read um, in the book of John about a Samaritan woman that was by the well. And she was getting water. And the story goes where she is getting water in the noonday. And this is in the middle of the desert. So we all know that it gets pretty hot in the desert. And as he is, as she is getting this water, Jesus and his disciples, I like to call them Jesus and his homeboys, uh, had just got finished preaching and he probably was tired and hungry. So he sent them to go get something to eat. And he's sitting by the well, you know, probably sitting down on the ground trying to get uh, some shade, you know, in the noonday heat. And this woman comes up. And she doesn't even realize that she is about to encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that this one encounter will change her life forever. So she says to him, he asks her for a drink of water. And she said to him, "Um, you're you're a Jew. Did you know that... um, you and I are not supposed to be talking with one another because Samaritans were what we call a mixed breed. And so the Jews um, did not acknowledge them as being um, clean people. And so here she is, this Samaritan woman going to get water from a well, probably to like feed her animals and to um, water, you know, plants, you know, feed the cattle. She's going to get this water. And then she encounters this man. And she probably thought to herself, like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? And so he said, she says, well, how am I going to get you water? You don't even have anything to put the water in. And Jesus says to her that you're going to get water, you know, for animals or get water for your family. And 
they're going to get thirsty and come back. And you're going to have to come back and get more water. But the water that I want to give you is living water. It's eternal water. And once you drink it, you will never thirst again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the living waters of the Father. And this woman who's astonished by what she hears, she knows that he's not your average person just sitting here. There's something special about him. And um, she recognizes it. And so as she recognizes it, she starts to um, speak to him about him being a rabbi or a teacher. Like, well, well, like, you must be. Because I've never heard anybody talk like you do. And Jesus begins to, in a loving way, tell her about the things in her life that he wants to change, that he wants to free her from, that he wants to restore her from, that he wants to heal her from. And he tells her that she's had many husbands. And the man that she's sleeping with, shacking up with right now, is not even her husband. And because he says this to her, she knows that he's different. She knows that there's something totally different and so wonderful about this person that she's encountered. And he does. He heals her and he makes her whole in such a loving way. Isn't that what God does for us? He does for us something that we can't do for ourselves if we just surrender our lives and surrender our hearts to him. And she's so excited that she wants to tell everybody about this encounter that she had with Jesus. How wonderful. Aren't we all waiting for an encounter with Jesus? That one encounter that will change the circumstances in our life. That one encounter that will change our life forever. Because it says that he gives us eternal life. That's what John 3.16 says. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Amen. But have eternal life. So I ask you today, those that don't know him, to accept him in your life today by just saying, God, I acknowledge myself as a sinner. I acknowledge that your son Jesus died for my sins. Please come into my heart and love me again as your child. I surrender all my life to you. Please change me. Amen. Guys, that's all it takes. It says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, we too shall be saved. I'm not going to tell you that just because you become saved that all your problems are going to go away, but I am going to give you the guarantee that God gives us all that he is the storm chaser. Amen? That he is a way maker. 
that he is a miracle worker, that he is a promise keeper. So this Bible that we read, he gives promises after promises after promises of the life that we could have if we be obedient children of the Father. He tells us from end to end about the restoration, the restoring of our souls, the restoring of our hearts, the restoring of our lives to be better. He is the God of the exceedingly and the abundantly above all that we ask, could imagine, and think of because our prayers go straight to him. Jesus is our advocate. He sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us, telling his Father, these are your children. They want to come back. They love you. Their hearts are now unhardened towards you. Their thoughts are now that they believe that you are the true and living God and that there is nothing impossible for you to do. You, God, have turned water into wine. You have turned deserts into rivers. You who have parted seas so that your people can be freed. God, I thank you. I thank you for each and every promise. I thank you for your word that stands true, that holds true in our lives. Let us continue to love. Let us continue to seek your face every day in our lives. And let us continue on this healing journey as it is to be made whole so that somebody who is broken as we were can be restored as well that they'll know that there's a God that sits up high, that loves them, that chose them, (laughs) that redeems them, that restores them to wholeness. Thank you. Thank you. For you are the lifter of our heads and the healer of our broken hearts. We'll never be able to repay you for all that you're going to do. But God, because you have such a great plan for our lives, such a great plan to prosper us and to love us, let all of us that are heavy laden and burdened with our problems of our lives come to you and lay them at the foot of your throne. And let's seek your rest, God. Let us get the peace that surpasses all understanding because you give it, not the world give it. So the world can't take it away. So God, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for all that you're going to do. We thank you for all that you've done. And we give our love back to you. It is in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, loves, today was a wonderful day. I thank you for the time that you have spent with me. I pray that as you listen, that something will be touched in your hearts and in your minds, and that you too will be restored to wholeness. Amen.